0: Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron and I will be the bear today. And that leaves Nigel with all the bull, which, by the way, I just have to tell you, you know, we, we always say that and I use it because it's kind of a joke, <laughs> um, especially with Nigel here. I just like ribbing him a little bit. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to understand that, that really the both of us are almost constantly bulls. We're just Bulls, because we understand how to handle both an up and. I mean, it, it, you know, traditionally, when when people think of bulls and bears, mm-hmm. the common person would think, "Oh, it's bear market; everybody is sitting on their hands." Mm-hmm. Not true. All right, the the bear in that case is is actually buying. They're just doing it differently. They're, well, they're selling and buying. All right, they, they're they're simply playing the market on the downside and that's perfectly legitimate thing to do. Whether you are investing or trading there are ways to take advantage of a down market. And so when people say bulls and bears, they would typically think that the bear is is waiting for the bottom. Yeah. Not so. Yeah, All and right? you
1: can you can prove that by looking at banks. Banks yeah. when the markets turn down they're still making money. Oh, yeah. They're not doing it In by fact, buying things and holding on to
0: them for years. Right. In fact, if you look at the first two quarters of Goldman Sachs um, trading profits from 2022, where the market was just going st- almost straight down, mm-hmm. or well, bumping down, right? Yeah. It was down over 20%. They were blowing out their revenues from 2021 when the market was going up.
1: Yeah. And that's really just as simple as when you look at the market, uh, when it goes up, it goes up oh, maybe a couple percent, and that's a really good thing, and people get really excited. Yeah. But when it goes down, it goes down like four, five, six percent, and that's a normal kind of down day. And so the movements down are just much larger than movements up. So that's the right. profit that can be made is much larger on those big down days. It's faster. Yeah, it's much right? faster.
0: The same movement, just faster. Mm-hmm. So there's more to take advantage of. And so, yes the bear is simply a bull in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes down to it, we we wouldn't classify ourselves as either bears or bulls because yeah. we're always in the changing game. position. We're just Up changing, or down. yeah, we're just changing according to the trend. Yeah. Anyway, so, back to what we were saying, right? We were talking a lot about risk. Now I mentioned that there's you know, what what can we control out there? And I, I mentioned that what we can't control is where the price is and where the price is going to be. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that's uncontrollable. It just means that we, ourselves, the small traders that we are, are not controlling it.
1: Yeah, I can't look at Apple and say, hey, Apple's going to be $200 by tomorrow. I can't make that happen. That would no. take billions and billions of dollars and probably even then wouldn't be that realistic. Okay, so,
0: so then there's the question. It would take that much money to make it happen. Are there those out there willing to spend that much money in order to push the price around? And the answer is yes. They're called market makers, okay? And so if you're wondering whether there are controls in the markets and how these places, how these places, we just talked about Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. How do they do so well? Well, risk is what you don't control. If they can control the price, then they have taken an awful lot of risk out. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. If you look at the number of tra- uh, trading days in uh, 2021, where Goldman Sachs was profitable on that day, it was 91%. Yeah, it's a lot. It's they the are controlling the something. Time. Yeah right? And they're doing it a lot through this price action.
1: Well, and they they don't gamble. They treat it like a business. They know that that this is where we want to buy. This is where we want to sell. This is where we're going to get in. This is where we're going to get out. I meet so many people that come in that think, oh, I'm just going to buy something and hold on to it forever. Well, what is your plan if it starts going down and then you start losing money? Yeah. I mean, companies go out of business, right? They go to zero. Hertz went out of business a couple years ago, or last year or whatever year it was. Yeah. Right. And so those people lost everything that they had invested it's really not a solid plan to just buy something and hold on to it forever and just hope for the best.
0: <laughs> right? That's, yes. Hope, hope is not yeah. is not a, a strategy. We call that smoking hopium. Smoking right? yeah. hopium. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and we we talk about this risk and how to control risk for a lot of different reasons. But I was talking about the market makers. And, you know, there are people when when they are introduced to this subject, that they get Upset that the market makers are pushing around price because anytime somebody thinks that they're being manipulated, that's an insult, Mm -hmm. right? I've been manipulated. Oh, all right. Well, the market makers actually can't help it. It, it, They're moving $400 million at a time. If they start selling and they're selling at that volume, guess where the price is going? Down. Yes, the price has been manipulated down because they're selling. Mm -hmm. They didn't mean to do it, but because of the nature of their business, they can't help but move the price now do they use that to their benefit absolutely oh yeah okay Uh, if they start buying something and they're buying at that volume is Mm -hmm. the price going to move up Mm -hmm. yes and then you might get some people to write some
1: news articles and say hey this is moving up because of these reasons and then you'll get some of the retail crowd to jump in and then it it gets worse that's right Now, now that's that's
0: actually bordering on illegal form of manipulation but do they do it yeah. Yeah, okay. it happens. All right. So, you know, people get upset that that's what's happening. Let me, just, let me just throw this out, okay? Why would you be upset if they're making it more predictable for you? Mm-hmm. If you could, if you, just if, if you could see what they were doing, you could see, hey, at this price point, they're always buying mm-hmm. and they're going to push the price up, then that sounds like that they're taking some of the risk out for you mm-hmm. because... While you're not able to control price, they are. And if you're just tagging along with them, they've controlled some of your risk. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, So we control risk in two ways. Number one, we want things to be predictable. That means we're going to look and see where the price is going to be pushed up by one of these market makers. And that gives us a high level of predictability. If Goldman Sachs is, is pushing the market around the way they want, 91% of the trading days out of the year. And we see that, that they're moving the price. It's a high, it's very, you know, high level of predictability that that's where the price is going to go. If they're starting to push, Mm -hmm. it's going to go up. So they've taken a lot of the risk out for us. And then we are controlling our downward movement. All right. If it starts going against us, against, um, the position of our trade, If we're long in our trade, meaning that we are expecting it to go up, but it starts going against us, but we have a stop in place to prevent us from taking much of a loss, we have controlled both our up and our down movement, Mm -hmm. all right? Our up because we have a model where it's highly predictable, and our down movement because we simply get out when it starts going down. Yeah. All right? Uh, So what we don't want is to be a gambler, all right? Gamblers simply let fate decide. They buy it because I don't know. It feels right, or they—they they, a
1: friend said, "Hey, buy this." because yeah. it's going it has to go up. Well, the market doesn't have to do it anything. Doesn't have to, no. and that's where people <laughs> get into some dangerous
0: <laughs> positions. Yes, in fact, if your gut is telling you that this is a good buy, it, you know this is this is the price point I want to get in It's probably because one of the manipulators has manipulated you in either through the news or through the price action, something mm-hmm. like that, into thinking, your your gut into thinking, hey, this is something I've got to tag onto. All right. Right about the time that's what you're feeling and you start getting into it, trust me, it's not going to take very much more price action upwards before it's going to turn around and go back down. Mm-hmm. Because now that market manipulator that just created that emotion is seeing all right, now I've topped it off and I'm, I've am i got everything I can out of people. It's time to take money off the table. They start selling. Where's the price going to go? Well, exactly. It's going to go it's right back go down.
1: There. And there, there's a very clear example of that with GameStop and AMC. Mm-hmm. They were telling people to buy it when it was at all-time highs. And ever since that point, it's just continued to get lower and lower and lower. Yes. And so really... Probably shouldn't be
0: listening to that stuff, and you should be doing your own kind <laughs> yeah. of uh, methodology you, you know of
1: understanding.
0: Yeah, you've got to think. Somebody's giving me advice. All right, here I here I am, and and I've, I'm seeing a news article by Bank of America or by uh, or by Goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. and they're telling me what to do, whether to buy or sell. But I'm thinking here to myself, you know, they're telling me about a stock that they either own or or, or want to want to own. Mm-hmm. And they're telling me what to do, but I have to recognize where the dynamic is. When Bank of America or Goldman Sachs wants to buy, who are they buying from? Because new stock isn't made every day. If Mm -hmm. this isn't an IPO, it's not new stock. There's a limited amount of of buyers and sellers. It's already out there. And so they have to convince somebody to sell to them when they want to buy. Mm -hmm. They don't want to buy at high prices. They want to buy at low prices. And so if they're talking people into selling, then the price is going to drop and they're going to be able to buy at their price. Uh On the other hand, once they own it, their only mission is to make it go up in one way or another so that they can make a profit out of it. All right, so if they're telling you, hey, this is a great buy, I'm starting to get suspicious of what their motives are. Do they want me to buy it because they want to sell it? Mm-hmm. Why are they giving me this information? Trust me, it's not out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, All right. Uh, so just be very aware that if you're getting uh, if you're getting your information from the news, you might be getting manipulated, and you, you might, might be get manipulated behind the curve. Usually, when yeah. things hit the
1: news, it's it, the movement's already gone, it's passed, it's over, and you're coming in a little late.
0: That's exactly right, and so you know, not a good way to manage your risk. Now, while we're talking about risk. Um, and stops, I do want to say that there are investments that you can put stops on and investments that you can't put stops on. Uh-huh. Um, and, and for me, control is everything. So if I see an investment that I can't put a stop on, mm, I'm going to get a little bit, a little bit upset. Well, I'm, I'm probably not going to be investing in that. Yeah. Do you know what one of the biggest investments that we can't put a stop on is? Mutual funds. There you hit it. Oh yeah. You saw my notes. Mutual funds. Yeah. Now, I'm going to actually let Nigel just kind of take it away, and I'll tell you why, okay? <laughs> we both have the same information. Neither of us really like mutual funds, but it's really fun to get him or to just watch him get spun up about this, Well, because neither of us like seeing people get um, taken advantage of, all right, manipulated, um, but Nigel is a little bit more expressive about that. So why don't you just tell us about mutual funds and how risky they are? All right.
1: So the reason I don't like mutual funds is because they are sold to the average person as a safe investment because they are a basket of stocks. Well, if you know what the S&P 500 is, it is a basket of the top 500 companies in America.
0: Right. So we're, we're looking at, at something that is actively managed basket of stocks, mm-hmm. and this is called a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. And you're not actually buying any of the stocks, but you've got 500 different stocks. And the idea is, is that when trouble comes, all stocks go down, mm-hmm. not just one, all of them go down, but there are going to be some stocks inside that 500 basket. That don't basket go down as far. Well, that will go out of business altogether.
1: Well, yes, but not all of them will go out of business or not all of them will go down the same percent. And so
0: the control of risk is is that if there are 500 different ones, even though some of them are going to go out of business, not all of them. And so you haven't lost your whole investment. Mm -hmm. It's all gone down. You're not holding as much as you used to, at least in in terms of of, uh, the value of the dollar. Mm -hmm. But at least you're not totally out. Yeah. All right. Now. An a, an exchange traded fund or like, an index fund, like the S and P five hundred, like the S and P five hundred, is the exact same thing. The difference between the two is on the mutual fund side, you're paying a lot of fees, mm-hmm. and you can't use stops. On the exchange traded fund or the index fund, there are very, very. If there are fees, they're very small. You get dividends, by the mm-hmm. way, especially with the uh, S and P five hundred, and can you use stops? Yes, you can. Oh, that's that's nice, isn't it? Well, exactly.
1: And the S&P has an average rate of return of about 10%. Mutual funds are about 5%. 4.67%. Well, there you go, Aaron. has got the number. All right. right. That's right. So <laughs> that right there is a huge difference where mutual funds, they, they, again, qualify them as safer. That's what they're sold as. But really, they're only sold that way. So whoever is selling th- them to you can get paid by them. Because the more money that you invest in mutual funds, the more fees that are taken, which then pays other people who manage the funds, right?
0: Yes. Yes. So they're, they're safer for some people, not just not you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: And a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I don't have mutual funds. I would never buy a mutual fund. If you look at your account and it has a five-digit ticker symbol, yep. it is a mutual fund.
0: Yes. All right. Now that's important to know. But then the question becomes, well, I'm not really active in the market. I don't know how to buy an exchange traded fund. I don't know how to do this on my own. I've always had somebody do it for me. Well, there's a great place to learn how to do this for yourself. It's not all that hard. It's not. Yeah. So come in and take one of our three hour power trading and investing workshops. You would register for that class by calling 8448 Trader. That's eight four four eight eight seven twenty three thirty-seven. Or text the word income to twenty-five zero twenty-nine. Again, that's income to two five zero two nine. We'll see you after the break.